I want to talk to you today for a few moments about a, a message I've entitled, Never the Same. One of the greatest events in history was the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was an event that has triggered significant change in many people's lives for centuries. We embrace it personally, and when we embrace Jesus personally, he changes our lives, and everything becomes new. Now, whether we are an early adopter and receive Christ early in our lives, or maybe we're part of a, 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 a reluctant majority of people that, that, you know, they're not really sure about Jesus and they're not really sure what to do with him and, and whether they should accept him. The fact of the matter is Easter and the story of Easter and the story of Jesus dying on the cross for us and rising from the dead can change our lives and change our lives forever. It's hard to change. It's hard to change old habits. It's hard to change lifestyles. It's hard to save money. It's hard to lose weight. It's hard to get into the habits of, of going to the gym. But we're living in a moment in time when everybody is experiencing change, whether they like it or not. And so everybody's, the, it's like the playing field is, has been flattened out and, and, and everybody's in the same level. And we're all going through this together. We're all experiencing change. One of the things that we can do as, we're, as we experience this change is, is to take some courageous steps forward in making some spiritual changes in our lives. And I want to talk to you along those lines today. And when we think of Easter, we think of, first of all, of, of the old order of things dying. Easter, the story of Easter encompasses uh, three significant events. First of all, it, it encompasses Palm Sunday. When Jesus came riding into the city on the back of a donkey and everybody was shouting Hosanna and celebrating the coming of, of Jesus, the Messiah. The other important part of Easter is about Good Friday, when Jesus died on the cross for us. And the third and important, probably one of the most important elements of Easter, I think it's all important, but the third significant part of Easter is the resurrection Jesus rising from the dead and leaving the, the, the tomb empty. Those are uh, combined, those are very significant events. And one of the things that happened when Jesus died was the curtain in the temple was torn in two. And what that signified was that we could now approach God. Because the purpose of the curtain in the temple in, in Old Testament worship was that it was to keep sinful men out of the men and women out of the presence of God. And when the, when the curtain was torn, it signified that now we can approach God through Jesus Christ. Now we could have a relationship with Christ. And, and we were now free to enter in to the presence of God. That's a pretty significant spiritual change and a significant change in the spiritual realm and a change that we can experience personally by us being able to approach God and having a personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ. Another significant event that took place when Jesus died on the cross was that there was an earthquake and the Bible says that that the rocks split open. That's a, a pretty significant thing that happened in the natural realm. And what that really tells us 
is that God is in charge of all nature. He is in control of all nature. He is over all and above all, and he is all powerful. And he had the power at that event when his son Jesus died on the cross to cause an earthquake and cause rocks to split open. When, the earth, when something shakes, when something breaks apart, it's signifying that it's about to collapse. And what God was showing us in that moment when he shook the earth and when, when rocks split apart, that something had changed, that old, the old order of things had, had collapsed, and now people could approach God and have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. They no longer needed to be separated from him. Things that were solid and, and firm and unshakable in people's lives are being shaken today. Families are being changed and our lives and everything we've known is being shaken up. And I think in many ways, what God is trying to show us is, is that through it all, when everything else is shaken, we can have a solid relationship with him. I think one of the worst things that we could hope for is that our life could just get back to normal and, and everything could just go on as it always has been. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I don't want COVID-19 to end. I do. I want to see families be able to get back to work and suffering to stop and people not to be worrying about finances. I want them to be able to pay their bills and, and for us not to be worried about people getting sick and dying. That's a terrible thing and we want that to end. But the fact of the matter is, God can do some amazing things in the midst of this hardship. He can change the world and he can change us. Everything is being shaken today. I was out today in uh, early morning and noticed uh, parking lots and malls are sitting empty. Our churches are closed, casinos closed, restaurants are closed, workplaces are closed. There's no traffic on the streets to speak of. Everything's changing. The world is, is being shaken. Stock markets are in turmoil. Economies are hemorrhaging and, and governments are grappling with how do we solve these problems. And we certainly need to be praying for our leaders today, listening to what they say. And figuratively speaking, you could say that the earth is shaking and the rocks are splitting open. There's a, a story of a, a pastor who was being tortured for his faith by a communist regime. And one of the, the ways that they would torture him is they would lock him in a cell that was only about three feet high. And the only position he could assume in that cell was to be on all fours. And in that position, there was really only one thing he could do when he was kneeling on all fours, and that was to pray. And so he would pray and he would seek God and he would call out to God as he was locked in this low ceilinged cell. He had nothing else he could do. So he called, called out to God. And in many ways, we may not be locked in a little cell like that, but we are locked away in our homes. Many of us are, are isolated and alone in our homes and, and we can spend hours and hours watching Netflix and doing puzzles and all of that sort of a thing. But let me suggest to you today that 
this may be an opportune time for all of us to be seeking God and praying and, and going after him in relationship and allowing him to change us. It may mean that we, as we are social distancing from one another, that we can actually draw closer to God. I like what the Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 6 and 7. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. You know, when the world is brought to its knees, we can pray. I want to talk about how God has established a new order of things. And I believe he's establishing a new order of things. Back in, in uh, I think it was September the 11th, 1990, George H.W. Bush, the first George Bush, the president, uh, made this claim. He said, this is a new world order. And when he made that claim, what we, we understand that to be is that it refers to a new period of history, a time when we evident when we see the evidence of dramatic change in the world of political thought and power. And the balance of power had shifted. And he was saying, really, we've come out on top. This is the new world order. I want to say today that there is no power equal to the power of God. There is no one above God. And the resurrection power of Jesus, the, the resurrection power that brought Jesus out of the tomb, there's no greater power than that. That is the greatest power on earth. And my prayer for us is as the world has stopped and the foundations of all that we have known and trusted and counted on, that it's an, an opportunity for us all to experience a new order in our lives. A new spiritual order in our lives where Jesus is center, where Jesus is first, where our lives rotate around him and where we press in close to him, where Jesus is established as the king of our lives and, and the Lord of our lives and, and we have the hope and the peace and the meaning and the purpose that comes with knowing Jesus. It's an opportunity for us to have a relationship with God. And I wanna to say to you today that if you have been far from God, if you are maybe just in this place now where you're wondering about where you're at with God and, and, and maybe you should establish a relationship with him, let me say to you today that if you pray a simple prayer like, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need you. I've been far from you. Maybe I haven't ever considered you as an important part of my life and I ask you to forgive me and I ask you to, to come into my life and, and to forgive my sins. I believe in you, Lord Jesus. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again for me. And I look forward to spending eternity with you in heaven. If you pray a, a prayer like that and you really mean it in your heart, you've established a new spiritual order in your life. And you have a new opportunity to walk with Jesus and to know Jesus and, and to be able to walk 
into the presence of God through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you prayed that prayer today, I'd ask you to do me a favor. I'd love to hear your story. Send me an email at jim at clcwinnipeg.ca. Tell me your story and let us know that, that you've opened your life to Christ and there's a new spiritual order taking place in you. The other thing I'd like to say is, is if you've been a follower of Jesus for maybe a number of years, I don't know. If you've been a follower of Jesus and maybe you're in a, a situation where you're reconsidering your priorities, you're reconsidering your life and, and you've been kind of measuring out where am I at with God and maybe you haven't been putting in the time that, that you know you've needed to, to put in. Maybe he hasn't been front and, and center of your life. Maybe this is an important time for you too. I remember a number of years ago, we lived in uh, a small city in Southern Saskatchewan. It was so flat there that at nighttime, you could see the city lights of the next city 100 kilometers away or 60 miles if, if you don't understand kilometers. You could see them 100 kilometers away. That's how flat it was. And there was a beauty in that all of its own. And I remember going down the highway, we'd be going straight down the highway and then all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere, there would be a curve. And then you carry on down a straight highway and the curve wasn't going around anything. There wasn't a building in the way. There wasn't a, a hill in the way. There wasn't anything that would hinder the road from continuing on in a straight line. And I remember asking a, a local about this. I said, why are there curves in the middle of nowhere as you go down the highway. And they explained to me that what those curves were, were what they call correction lines. And they said, in order for the road to go straight, there has to be correction lines be to make up for the curvature of the earth. If they didn't have correction lines, the road would have to be on a, a constant curve and you couldn't run the highways straight. And I think that sometimes God uses hardship and suffering change to act as a correction line in our lives to sometimes realign us with him and to get us back to him to get us straightened out to get us putting him first again as we are social distancing from everything that we know sports work recreation we have an opportunity to really draw close to god and as we shared from Isaiah, it's just draw near to God. Draw near to God. And I want to close with this scripture this, this, uh, as you're listening today. That this would be an opportunity in this time of social distancing, in this time of being shut away in homes, in this time when the world has come to a stop, that this is an incredible opportunity for us to get closer to God at this Easter time. It's a great time for, for spiritual renewal. It's a great time for us to be praying for revival. It's a great time for us to be praying that God would revive us. It's a great time to be letting go of things that have been getting in the way of our relationship with God. That's personal revival. It's a great time to draw close to God. And let me close with this scripture, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. 
James chapter 4, verse 8. Let me pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, we come to you today and we thank you that we have this incredible opportunity to draw near to you. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that there are many who have prayed a prayer to receive you as their Lord and Savior today, maybe for the first time, and maybe some have rededicated their lives to you. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we would all draw near to you this Easter season as we remember your son Jesus, who you sent to die on the cross for our sins, who took our place and our punishment upon himself and who rose again. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Zed Church Podcast. At Zed Church, we are passionate about seeing life change and seeing a change happen in our city. And we hope that this message has encouraged you to pursue both. If you would like to find out more about who we are, how you can get involved, or how you can give to Zed Church, we encourage you to find us at zedchurch.ca. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at zedchurch.ca. We hope that you have been blessed through this message, and we hope that you continue to join us in the future.